morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're listening to Cluck, the podcast where Ted Cluck and Josh Loftus talk about the things that make them happy. Because we can. Let's do it. Ted, good morning, my friend. You're looking fabulous this morning, man. You got that backwards hat going. The glasses yeah. are they're on they're on point, man. You're just you're looking good. It might oh. just be my new monitor. Thanks, baby. I think everything's looking a little better through that new monitor, including yourself. I think it is. So thank you. Not that you look thank bad you. before, but I'm getting uh, per your explanation, I'm getting like the TV treatment because you are yes your your yeah. other program has made you a little bit of a television star, and and now I'm getting to see what the audience sees. I got I got that little view of the. The Spurge there, the oil painting of the Spurge. I got a little pipe cabinet deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, yep. I'm, yeah, and the, the kind of pensive lighting. Yes, uh, yep. Like yep. it, Very pensive. you've made it look like there's like a crackling fire in the background, you know? Exactly. That's the, exactly. that's kind if of I, the effect that it gives. If I wiggle my fingers around this light, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe it actually looks like it. You yeah. See that? Look yeah. at that. <laughs> no, I know. That's exciting, dude. That's a bit of a deal. That's right. Um, yeah, That's the, right. the audience is in for a treat, man. When we finally, uh, when we finally go video on on this podcast, they're gonna oh, get a, hey, look at you! They're going to get a huge spoilers, treat. Spoilers. I know, man. Look at me, yeah. progressive, like leaning into the future. Um, yeah, I know. I know. I and I know. I know that's hard for you. Not 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 so much future, but yeah, it is hard. You're for not me. a change guy. No, I'm not, dude. And I yeah, I think in part it's because I have a high view of radio. Um, and I like radio as a medium and I like the way that this medium kind of homages radio. And so the idea of not doing radio anymore kind of makes me sad, but you're, you're afraid that TV is going to kill the radio star. I know. And I'm a radio star, Josh Loftus, you know, yes, you are. um, a radio superstar. And mm-hmm. in that vein, I actually yeah. want to, I actually want to promote a couple of things this morning. Oh, here we go. Here one, we go. One of which is mine, and one of which is, uh, hang on, are you still there? My computer oh, just st- did a weird oh, yeah. thing. Um, oh, no, I'm here. So one of which is mine, and one of which is somebody else's. So I'll say okay. the somebody else's thing first. Okay. Uh, it's a podcast that my wife has been enjoying that I think you are tangentially involved with in, at some level by okay. my good friend Zach Bartles. It's called oh, okay. High and Silver Presents The Pilgrim's Progress. Mm, yes. um, yep. And my, my wife loves it. Uh, I love Zach and you, obviously. So uh, I just wanted to promote it. I wanted to let people know uh, what that's called and that they can go and listen to it. And it's a narrative thing on The Pilgrim's Progress. I've heard it playing from my wife's phone from like a room away, and it sounds really well done and impressive. So people should, uh, they should go and check that out. 
I can 100% co-sign on that. I have I've done some voice work, some some ADR as they say, mm. uh, for 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 Zach. Yeah. And it is a great podcast. He does a really good job editing it. Yeah. I'm a big Pilgrim's Progress nerd. Like yeah. I really love love that book and yes, 100% no no free shout-outs unless it's unless it's Bartles. Unless it's something uh, that we are involved in. And exactly. the other yeah. The other thing I want to promote is my Substack, Josh Loftus. Uh, cluck.substack.com. Uh, I'm writing on there more often now because it's summer and school is over and I'm having more ideas and I'm just enjoying the creative process over there at, at cluck.substack.com. So if you want to read about deep dive football stuff, cultural stuff, movies, um, pop culture of, of all kinds, check it out. You can get a free subscription. Uh, you can get a, a paid subscription at very reasonable levels. And, mm-hmm. um, and we'll be we'll have some products soon. So we'll have some products for this podcast. We'll have some products for that. Uh, some merch. The merch is uh, on its way, Josh. The merch is. is somewhere on the Atlantic as we speak. It's coming on a ship. Mm-hmm. Um, which, oh, man. as a wharf guy, I feel kind of romantic about that. So absolutely, um, yeah. So it's it's being shipped to us as we speak, and we will make it available to you. Uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg, dude. Not the yeah. iceberg that that ship is going to hit, a la Titanic. No. Not that no. kind of iceberg. No. Uh, it's the tip of the merch iceberg, and exactly. that makes me very excited. The merchberg. It's the tip of the merchberg. The, t- the tip of the merchberg. Wow. Yeah. Listen to you. That's right. It's almost That's like you right. do radio or something. You yeah. know? Hey, you know? I mean, I, I can't decide whether it's radio or TV these days, apparently. I know, you it, know? Dude. I know. Uh, but yeah, no, get Ted's Substack. Link is in the description of uh, this episode and yep. every episode, honestly. So. Love it. Scroll down and click on that. All right, Ted. Uh, I've got actually a couple topics for us today. We're going to be going all over the place, but I wanted to start with this little piece of trivia for you here. I want to get your thoughts on this. Lay it okay? on me. Because I, I read this, and I thought this was interesting. All right. It says, if you are highly anxious, which I don't know if you consider yourself to be a highly anxious person, but <laughs> I, you know, you know, on most days, this mm. is me. Okay. If you're highly anxious, you're likely smarter than average. Mm. Scientists theorize that intelligence and worry co-evolved in humans, mm. and studies show people with higher IQs are more likely to have more anxiety. Huh. Ted, your thoughts on this possibly bogus scientific fact? Well, I'm going to frame this in the context of athletics, right? Okay. Um, yes. And I would say, in Shut general, up. for most of my career, I was a very anxious performer. Right. Mm, I was a very okay. anxious athlete because it meant so much to me. I cared so much. I probably had a sinful, idolatrous relationship with it, to be fair. So mm. I, w- I was kind of forever anxious about it. And I was always jealous of athletes who were kind of too dumb to be nervous. You know what I mean? Where <laughs> they could literally just go out there and have fun. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, like, I know, right? <laughs> my teammates are like guys I knew who were kind What's of his. Kind of as dumb as a bag of hammers, but they could just go out there and not care and play loose and fast and free. Yeah. And that's always how I wanted to play, but I was always kind of in my own head about it. So I, I think, sure. I, I actually think there's something to what they're saying because if you're the kind of person who thinks, I don't even want to say thinks deeply because that sounds like a flex, but if you're the kind of person who thinks at length about things, Sure, maybe um, maybe a more a more contemplative person, a more contemplative person who wants to understand yeah. things. I think naturally, just given the fallen world that we live in, that's going to lead to anxiety, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's probably true. And and yep. so, it, but it's weird though because anxiety has almost become we've talked about this ad nauseum, but it's like it's part of the uniform now. 
Um, especially if you're a certain age, you kind of have to like have it be a part of the uniform. And so I actually feel bad for people who have like like real anxiety because anxiety as persona piece has just become so prevalent. And and it's also become the way to sort of disarm people. It's become the way to like make yourself okay and make yourself non-threatening. Um, and again, the way you make yourself, it's the way you make yourself approachable. Yeah, but I I would hope, and maybe this is just cockeyed optimism, but like I would hope that I'm approachable anyway. You know what I mean? I, I would hope that there's something in my bearing that makes me approachable, not all this like fake anxiety that I have to lead with. Cool. Right. Um, yeah. So anyway, those are my thoughts. Yeah. Well. Uh. Yeah. No. I. I think those are good thoughts. Uh. I enjoy. I enjoy your your online company with or without your anxiety. So. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Know, you. It's it, it's succeeding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would say. Well, wouldn't you say? I, I guess. Like I, I sounded like I was done with this, and now now I'm saying more about it. But. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's all right. It was a better topic than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> wouldn't you say that almost all people are anxious about something? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think anybody escapes anxiety. I think yeah. some people just deal with it better. Yeah, or or are more prone, just personality wise, mental wise, to yeah, to you know, to to dwell on things, sure, to dwell on things more in a way yeah. that they shouldn't dwell on it. Right? That makes a lot um, of sense to me. That just that yeah. just seems sensible. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I would say that the people that don't struggle with anxiety more maybe struggle more in other ways than yeah. people that struggle with anxiety don't. You know, like you know, everyone has the the specific things that they struggle with that they need yeah. Jesus to help them with, and yeah. that's just that's just the way the world works. Yeah, you know, we're yeah. in a fallen world, so yeah. Jesus is going to come back and make it all new, and we won't struggle with anxiety anymore. And I'm looking forward to that day. It's Man, I am too. Hopefully, it comes soon. You know, soon, like truly, I, yeah, I mean that absolutely. in all earnestness. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I long for that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to switch topics here, but by means of segue, you know who's not having to wait for Jesus to come back? Who? That's Mr. Tim Keller, my friend. Aww. Tim Keller yeah. has been promoted to glory. Timmy K. Um, and um, I don't know where you're at on Tim K. So I've got a couple topics for this podcast. One yeah. more serious, and then I want to end with a fun one. We're going to yeah. knock the serious one out first. Got you. Um. What I have found is that Timothy Keller is quite a polarizing figure in mm-hmm. just Christendom a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, especially more I would say conservative Christendom, because mm-hmm. I think you got a lot of people that really love him, yeah, and a lot of people that like kind of grew up, you know, listening to him, and he's mm-hmm. been kind of called the like the C.S. Lewis of our time, just mm-hmm. you know, you know, people yeah. really really enjoy him, really have been. Mm-hmm. Affected well, just kind of by the yeah. brilliant mind that the Lord gave him, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have other people on the other side, obviously, just like you have with anybody, who d- hate him, mm-hmm. <laughs> and because sure. they think that you know politically he went left and all this mm-hmm. and woke stuff and you know all the all the mm-hmm. reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because of that, you see in in just kind of our culture when Timothy went to heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm calling him Timothy, like like. Yeah. Like we're bros or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Tim Keller went to heaven, there you go. Uh, you see all of these like qualifying statements about him, and yeah. it's although I didn't, although I didn't agree with mm-hmm. with him on much. Yeah, I'm glad that he's now blah 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 blah. And my question, right. like I'm reading these, right? And my my question to you, Ted, one mm-hmm. is is this is this something that 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 you do on stuff or or and two 
like why do we feel the need to qualify everything like who who are you trying to either impress or yeah or who are you speaking to here like your brother in christ just went to heaven yeah why can't you just say hey right like he's seeing jesus and that's awesome yes all his pain's gone let's be happy about that yeah this is a great question and unfortunately keller dying it's set in motion a thing that i've talked about a lot maybe on here that i like to call the make it about me olympics where like you you got some olympic you got some real olympians out there some real make it about me olympians where someone dies they already had their shoes on. Which yeah, they already had their spikes on. They were warming up, you know, doing yeah. some of those toe touches. Like yes. Yes. you know, they got yeah. the little Olympic tattoo on their bicep on they're the doing, inside. They're, they're yeah. doing the calisthenics out yeah. in the field. They're like, doing the yeah. calisthenics. They're ready. ready. They've got they've yeah. got that tweet pre written already. All those tweets are in drafts, dude. They're just ready they're to go. They're in drafts, they're ready to go. And it's yeah. it's I mean, we're we're making light of it. But to me, that's repellent. To me, it's really mm. repellent to go someone died. Yeah. And now I'm making it about me. <laughs> and there's a there's a, a a private nature of things where I just think it's okay to to let things happen and not comment upon those things. You know, and and it's sure. probably best to be honest because look, I mean I'm a I'm a Keller fan. Um I've sure. really I've benefited from his work. I've loved his work. Um and yeah, I, I kind of watched from the sidelines as as you know the Keller discussion ratcheted up over the last few years, and I'm mm-hmm. of course I have my opinions about it, but yeah, by and large, like I look forward to being in heaven with Tim Keller, and yeah, absolutely, you know, I, I I look forward to being in heaven at all, but like I look forward to being there with him. Yeah. I, I consider him you know, someone who I have a lot of respect for. So uh, this, this whole pathology though, of thing happens, make it about me. Mm. I think it's one of the grosser things about us right now. I think it's one of the grosser things about American life and culture, because if you're not saying anything public about Timothy Keller, you don't have to qualify anything, right? Uh, Those two things go hand in hand and you could just let a thing happen and not assume that like, thousands of people want to hear from you on it because they do not Mm -hmm. your thoughts. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. I don't think there's anything wrong with someone putting up something where it's like, like really blessed by this guy. Glad he's in heaven, you Mm -hmm. know, rest in peace in Christ, you Mm -hmm. know, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that, you Mm -hmm. know, and sharing, you know, I don't think that's a problem. Mm -hmm. The, the things that I look at sideways are all the qualifier ones. Cause I'm just like, like, who are you, who is this for? Well, you know, it's for are you trying to reinsure it, yourself. Or is it trying to reinsure your base? Like it's yeah. like you know, you know, you know. Don't worry, I'm not going woke, but you know, I want to. I want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to say you know, Tim Keller's in heaven, but but you know, right? But I know, I know. You know, it's just it's just it's just that it's well, that weird mentality where it's like you know, yeah. Well, what you just said answers your own question in the following way. You said the word base. And mm, yeah. what you said presupposes that everybody has a base that they're performing for. And yeah, so that's true. That's true. I don't know. Pre about 2007 or 2008, we didn't think of people as a part of our base. That's like right. there were people you yeah. knew and there were people you didn't know. And there was no third category. Right. right. There was no base. Right. But now everybody has a base. 
And your base might be large, it might be small. Um, but you are curating and you are you are qualifying because you might have someone you're in your base that's more woke than you. Or you might have someone who's less woke than you. Sure. And you're forever trying to like wet the end of your finger and put it to the wind and sort of ascertain what your base wants to hear. And yeah. I think that yeah. is fundamentally um, unattractive to me. Um, it's unattractive yeah. to me as a believer, it's, but it's also unattractive to me as just a person of the 90s for whom sort of artistic fidelity was kind of important, you know? Um, mm, and sure, sure. So there was a sense of like, I don't know, you, you take a band like the Stooges, all right? So like Iggy Pop, they weren't wetting their fingertip going, I wonder what kind of music our audience wants to listen to, and that's the kind of music we'll make. They were saying, we're going to make the kind of music we want, and you're invited to either like it or hate it, but we don't care. Sure. Um, that sure. mentality will always kind of be interesting to me, I guess. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Uh, it does make sense, and I think that's I think that's part of the reason why this podcast is so wildly successful, Ted. Oh, it's massive, dude. We talk yeah. about the things that make us happy because we can. Well, right? Yeah, and I, I hope people feel like I, I don't know. You know, I hope people feel like they're not getting a curated version of us. But I also hope that like we're not so strident about our views that we become repellent. You know, oh, hundred percent, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because what ends up happening is when you become that way, the only people that you're talking to, at the, you know, at the end of the day, the only people that you are going to give you the time of day are the folks that agree with you, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and that's why this whole qualifying thing is f so frustrating because mm -hmm. it's just that's not something people are willing to let go of. Yeah. That's even right. in even in wishing. You know somebody well on their way to heaven. Right. You know? I know. You know. I, you know. It just, in the spirits of transparency, I wasn't a big Tim, Tim Keller fan. Yeah. Okay. I, like, like I, you know, I really didn't listen to him. I didn't read him. Yeah. He just wasn't on my radar. Yeah. But I shed a small tear when I saw that he died, simply yeah. for the fact that I knew that this dude was like plagued with illness for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And he got to experience a life with zero pain for the first time, and oh, that man. to me, that to me was just like, oh, yeah, dude. I'm so happy for you. Like, yeah. I was so happy for Tim Keller mm. that he finally got to, he finally got to see, like, the God that he he wrote about. Yeah, you know, and that he and that he preached about, and then he lived for. You know, I might not agree with everything that he posted, but I don't feel the need to say that. Right, because he's in heaven. Like, like he's enjoying. Why? It just it's it's like it's like we we can't. It, this is what I think it is. Yeah. And I think I think I think this is a symptom of the thing that kind of you you just talked about. We it's so ingrained in our mentality to create camps mm. even in our own heads. Mm. And Interesting. we we want to make sure that we are sitting in the right camp at all times. Yeah. Depending on who our base is, who the who our influences and things like that. Yeah. And because because we're more concerned about that. Yeah. I think you see behavior like what we're describing. Let me ask you this. Yeah. When do you think right camp, wrong camp thinking really started or became mainstreamed? Man, I th 
I mean, I think the easy answer is social media, but I think it was before that, man. Yeah. I think it's when we started putting so much stock in celebrity pastors and conferences and uh-huh. took the focus off of our local churches. Yeah. I think that has something to do with it. You know, I, I don't think that's the full answer, mm-hmm. but but I think once we started creating once we started creating these lines mm-hmm. that were like you know, we are the faithful Christians. Yeah. This is what faithfulness looks like. And you mm-hmm. had people trying to define what that looked like. Yeah. Obviously outside of the bounds of scripture. Yeah. Camps just automatically form because now you have people who are like, Oh yeah, that fits that fits what I like. You right. Know, or that makes me feel good. Or that makes what I do naturally mm-hmm. seem like seem like the best. Like we're seeing this on Twitter right now mm. with all these people trying to claim that you know what? What? A, what a man and woman's role is, and and they're just like, yeah. If a woman's not a mother, then she's not living her full to her full purpose. If a man's not a father, gosh, that must be a delightful purpose. conversation. Oh, you know, on Twitter, it's you have to keep but, me posted know, about amazing. how how that discourse unfolds. Dude, um, yeah, yeah, yeah no, I I think you're right, and I think I think sort of polarized talk radio had something to do with this. So the mm, the minute sure. like. You could find a talk radio experience that would like reassure all of your own values. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that probably had something to do with it. And honestly, like KDY and I contributed to this with Why We're Not Emergent. That was a very campy book. Campy in the sense of we're in this camp, we're not in this other camp, we have concerns about the other camp. And honestly, like I don't regret doing that book, but I, I, no. I see it through a different lens now that I'm looking backward at it with the benefit of, I don't know, 15 plus years in between. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I do think, excuse me, I do think that there is a difference because let's be honest, the vast majority of things that you and I are talking about here. Yeah. We aren't, we aren't talking about like large theological schisms like mm. you were dealing with in why we're not emergent. We're talking yeah. about people who are at each other's throats that agree in 99% of theology. Yeah. And, and they're because, arguing over like how many hours a week should your wife work outside exactly, the home? Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. like that's the vast majority of things that we're oh, dealing with here. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I long for the day. Mm-hmm. I think I think I put this up on Twitter just because I thought it was going to be funny. Mm-hmm. I long for the day when the craziest thing we were arguing about was strange fire. Mm. You know, where it's just this like the days where the where the the peak of 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 argumentation was whether or not we believe in like the sign gifts are still around. Like those days were so simple. Yeah. What I'm saying? It's just like it's like I long for I long for days when that's the most we had to think about. And now everyone is wanting to make a literal mountain out of every little molehill that they can find. And that I think is what frustrates me the most yeah because because it doesn't you know there are important conversations that still need to happen sure and i think i think the topics that you and kdy tackled in that book are important conversations because i think it affects the way people think yeah it affects the way people view church yeah but those are those are not the level of conversations that are happening on social media yeah that's right and i i think there's a there's a real difference between well a couple things like in a book you let it unfold over 250 pages, right? Yes. So you have yep. 250 pages to think this thing through and let it unfold yep. and give the reader an experience. 
also the reader is invited at several points along the journey to either keep going or quit, right? right. And the, the the first part of the journey is, am I going to pay 14 bucks for this book? You know, and yes, many, exactly. many people said yes, and many people said no. Sure and, sure. and so, you know, it's a it's a completely different experience than a tweet, which appears on your feed, right? Yep. And you see it. I guess you can choose to like not see stuff, but then like why follow the person at all? So like mm-hmm. it's it's just appearing in your life. Like your phone's yeah. vibrating in your pocket, you pull it out, you see the tweet. Right. And then you know, the thing's six lines long or whatever, and it's either making you happy or making you angry or leaving you neutral. Mm-hmm. That's a completely different experience than a 250-page experience, you yeah. know? And I'm stating yeah, the obvious absolutely. there, but I, I think that's why to interact with a book in any sort of, like, vitriolic way, there are a couple of steps that kind of prevent you from doing it. Like you've got to you've got to put the book down and like go to your phone or put the book down and go to your computer and be outraged there. Yeah. Whereas in the in the Twitter world, it's just also immediate. You know, yeah. it's also immediate. You can be outraged by, you know, somebody's six line thing and and just go to town on it immediately. And I I, I in general I don't think that's good for our character. And in the sure. same way, <clears throat> there's something really gross about like. Tim Keller dies, and my first thought is, what am I going to say about it on Twitter? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, like, I don't know. And, and that sounds judgmental by me, but yeah. I guess it is a little judgmental. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm, I'm... Well, I can't add anything to the conversation, but here's, you know, 14 <laughs> paragraphs of, yeah. of what, what I can contribute to the conversation. I'm, I can't add anything to the conversation, but here's a tweet I wrote six months ago in anticipation of this moment. Because <laughs> I knew he was going to kick the bucket. Yeah, right. I was just waiting. Oh, I don't know. Like I, have, just... I have a full draft folder of guys that I know are going to be dead soon, so I can, Golly, I can just tweet stuff. Yeah, media's uh, gross, man. I mean, it, and really the media business is gross if you think about it. And I, I know That's we're true. a part of it. And there's something deeply ironic about me saying that over a medium, you yeah. know. But I, I guess I never I never want to get too unaware of it. And I always yeah. want to have a good, yeah. uh, like, robust kind of grossness barometer inside of me, you know. Yes. Yeah, it's important to have a robust grossness barometer. <laughs> exactly. That should be the that should be the name of the episode maybe. I, yeah, robust grossness barometer. Mm-hmm. Uh so the the second topic I have for us because I want to I want to I want to get get into something fun sure. lest we lest we end on something frustrating. Yeah. Um I've got an ask coach cluck for you. Love it. Okay. Um <clears throat> This one uh, is okay. So with with uh, the school year coming to a close, yep. you know, seniors graduating, and you have upper class or you have lower classmen mm-hmm. walking up the ranks, right? Yeah. The question is simple: as people are beginning to find themselves receiving that all coveted letter in sports, yeah, right. What should go on a letterman's jacket? Ooh, oh, that's good. You're gonna you're gonna create a Letterman's jacket, and mm-hmm. you know you got stuff on the back, you got stuff on the front, you got stuff on the sleeves. Yeah, right. So what goes on a Letterman's jacket? That's yeah. the question. That's really good. I wonder if I still have mine. 
Dude, I still have mine. Do you? My so, parents. Okay. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so my parents produced this for me a couple of years ago. So I, I would say from really? age like, yeah, from age, I don't know, 20 to 38 or 40 or whatever. I didn't care about it. Right. I just had two sure. decades of like living my life, not really caring about it. But then a couple of years ago, dude, or a few years ago, I got deeply nostalgic for anything related to high school. And okay. this this is a funny story. Maybe I've told it to you before. If so, stop yeah, me. And I but, promise I am listening. I'm going to reach over here and open the closet and see if my Letterman's jacket is in here. So Yeah, yeah. You can still hear me though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I graduated high school in 1994. And, you know, when you're a senior, you play that last football game. It's full of emotion. Like most of my teammates stole their jerseys out of the field house. So like that last game sure. would get played and they just stuff that jersey in their bag and they'd steal it. Now, because I was a believer, I didn't I didn't steal my jersey. I was adhering to the Judeo-Christian ethic of thou shalt not yes, steal. Not, yeah, and yeah, good for you. So I did yeah, I didn't steal my jersey and I always kind of regretted it, dude, cuz I always wanted my jersey so bad. So here's what happened. My parents still live in the same house I grew up in, in the same small town that I went to high school in. And they were at the gym. And my mom, God bless her, my sweet little old lady mom, she goes in there and she like walks on the treadmill or whatever. And my high school football coach, one of my coaches, Jimmy Knuckles, shout out, that's his real name, dude, Jimmy Knuckles. Shout out Jimmy Knuckles, stud, (laughs) absolute like stud of a human being, awesome guy, really nice was in there. And now Jimmy okay. Knuckles is like an old guy too, honestly, or he's on sure. the old guy spectrum. <laughs> sure. But my mom like kind of daughters up to him and she's like she's like, "Hey coach." She's like, "Teddy would really like a jersey." <laughs> you know, like and God bless him, dude. Coach like, Knuckles. Mom. <laughs> yeah, Coach Knuckles got in his car and I'm getting all this like second hand cuz I wasn't there. Yeah. Knuckles gets in his car, he drives home. He he's, he says to my mom, he's like, "Oh, I've got a few of them from different eras over the years that I've collected. And he's like, I've got extras and I'll bring one back for tea. And so he drove home. He like grabbed the jersey. He brought it back. He gave it to my mom. It's hanging in my house now. Um, That's awesome, dude. Yeah, dude. So so like that nostalgic stuff really matters to me. And there's this coffee shop in town. And I'm just doing stories now. I'm bloviating. But um, there's this coffee shop in town that one of my old classmates, she was actually a year ahead of me. She opened this coffee shop, and it's really cool, and it's got a bunch of old stuff in it. And one of the things they have is a locker from our cleat house, from like the nice. era that I played in. They've got a locker from like my locker room, and I, I said to her, I said, Katie, I would, I would give anything to have this locker. Like if you ever yeah. want to sell it, like I'm your guy, because uh, yeah. I would, I would just yeah. put all my old gear in there and like set it up, and it would be amazing. Sure. So. That's cool. um, that's cool. But, but the original question was about what? About Letterman jackets. Do you have yours there? Yeah, I do. You want to see it? Yes. Check this out. Loftus. Yeah, look at that, dude. I love that logo, the the football, the wrestling. Yeah. Dude, that's yep. legit. I've got I got my my football. Sorry. Yeah, with your number. Here. I got my football number here. I've Old got, number seventy five. I've got my class class year. Yeah. I've got my I got my high school nickname on the pocket. Lofty. 
Yeah, that a boy. Dude, I've got, and then yeah, I I I wanted this to be custom because I wanted all the sports that I played to be on here, and in and in where I grew up. The sleeves are really important. I wanted the black leather sleeves. This is real leather. Yeah, dude. This this jacket was like three hundred dollars. Yeah, like, our parents like so, they had to sacrifice to oh, get us these. Dude, seriously, yeah. dude. So like, no I question. Wanted, like, like I designed every part of this jacket. Like the lines, really? everything. And in our in our school, and I wanted on the, I wanted to make sure that on the um, on the sleeves I had yeah. the white rim that that goes into the black. I just thought, that yeah, there you go. Snappy. But, but in our school, yeah. it was just an unwritten rule that on your letterman's jacket, if you played basketball, you had yeah. white leather arms. Oh. If you were a wrestler, you had black leather arms. That is fascinating, dude. So See, I got the black leather arms. Our era. And I don't know. I don't know who asked this question and how old they are, but like back in the nineties, Yep. Letterman jackets were a little more minimalist and they were more yeah. kind of uniform. So like at Blackford, sure, sure, where sure, I went sure. to high school, everybody had the same Letterman jacket. Like right. everybody had black leather sleeves, that kind of like uh, woolen material for the, the main part of the jacket. And it was a really great looking jacket, dude, legitimately. And my parents pulled it out of some closet in the house that I grew up in and they gave it to me. And I have this, I have this hallway in my house it's kind of it kind of leads just to the garage, but it's got a, it's got all these built in like um, alcoves in it, and that's where KK allows me to like hang and display all my football stuff. So uh, all the like all it. the football stuff is down that hallway, and the Letterman yeah. jacket is in there, dude. Did you ever have the magical sensation of like giving your Letterman jacket to a girlfriend and like letting her wear oh, yeah. it to a game that you were yeah. playing in? Gosh there's, dang, dude! Shoot that into my that, veins. That's magical. There's no better feeling. You look up in the no. field and you see your girl, and she's oh got my your gosh, dude! On. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, that's that, a legitimate was, was deal, a dude. That's a legitimate feeling. feeling. Well, yeah, my only regret is that I will. Uh, oh, oh no, no, no! I would I would just say the only better feeling mm. is after I got married, seeing my wife wear it around. No way, she wore it around. That that's that wild. Was cool. Dude. That was yeah, cool. see, yeah. KK never wore mine. We, um, I met KK in college, and she was sure. graduating from college when I met her. So like that ship had sailed. But yeah. um, and honestly, I don't, I don't know if KK's a wear the Letterman jacket kind of gal anyway. Yeah, that's um, fine. That's which fine. is cool. That's I respect fine. that. But uh, that was yeah. always kind of a magical feeling in, in high school. Um, well, you know. Ted, we have got we've gotten to the point where the episode needs to end. I've got to go to work. Yeah. Um, so uh-huh. what we're gonna do? What we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna take because I enjoyed all these stories. I enjoyed yeah. the nostalgia. We're gonna take the uh, the ask coach clock. What should go on a Letterman's jacket? Because I think it's a great question. Yeah. It is uh, a good question. You know, your Letterman's jacket is a is a jacket of self expression. That's which right. You don't you don't yeah. get a lot of those, right? So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna postpone this to the next episode. And yeah, because I've, I've possibly open with it. Yeah, I have thoughts on it. I have some funny thoughts. I think we should Excellent. do like publishing Letterman's jackets. We should do yeah, dude, pastoral oh, dude. Letterman's jackets. Letterman's ja- yes. Yeah, Letterman's jackets yes. for different walks of life. For, for yeah. different walks of life, I am in on this episode. That sounds love absolutely it, amazing. That's what it's going to be a lot of fun. I want to end this with oh, a compliment, real quick, dude. Please um, do. And again, staunch record of heterosexuality here on this side of the table. Yes, but absolutely. Um, 
Dude, but that camera angle, that lighting kit, whatever you're working with there, man, you look fabulous. Yeah. You look like a million bucks, ah, buddy. You're looking really that. good, Thank dude. You. The jawline yeah. looks good. The everything. I I need yeah. to get that light kit. You just send me send me the specs on whatever you're using there, and I I need the same thing in my studio. That's right. That's right. I'll I'll send you I'll send you the Amazon link to the desk lamp that I'm using. <laughs> there you go. That'd be good, man. That'd be good. Yeah, I need to absolutely. acquire one of those. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you guys for listening. You know where you can go. You can go to Cluckcast at Cluckcast on all the socials. We are there. Uh, give us a like. Give us a follow. Send us your questions. Send us your Ask Coach Clucks. We love talking about those. Next step's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, looking forward to that one. We will catch you on the next episode of Cluck. Later. Later.